0: In today's episode, I had the immense pleasure of sitting down with a personal hero of mine, Bobby Maximus. Bobby is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and a renowned mixed martial artist with fights in the UFC and Maximum Fighting Championship, where he was also a competitor in both the UFC, or rather the Ultimate Fighter 2 and the Ultimate Fighter 30. He has also trained many athletes, executives, and Tier 1 assets Of both US and Canadian Armed Forces. However, today we actually talk about his love of gaming and fitness and how they coincide together. His love of Magic the Gathering and other fandoms such as The Legend of Zelda has earned him the title, quote, the world's most powerful nerd. We spoke about his upbringing and how fitness and nerddom played an integral role in his life and how he overcame constant Harsh bullying from his peers due to his love of Magic the Gathering. Bobby not only offered great tips on how to achieve a healthy body and pursue that lifestyle in this episode, but he explained how living a healthy lifestyle improves our personal enjoyment in the hobby. So, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out some of Bobby's content in the show notes below. And I appreciate you listening to this episode. Please consider supporting us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. And with all that being said, let's jump into today's episode. Lord Voldemort himself, Bobby Maximus. How are you, my friend?
1: That might be the best podcast intro I've ever been given. So I appreciate that.
0: Absolutely. Um, you are Lord Voldemort to many a folk, including myself. Um, but it was very funny how we met, actually very quickly how we met. Instagram, best place to meet, and shared a lot of nerddom. But I have followed you for a very long time, not creepily, but on the socials and stuff ever since the Jim uh, Jim Jones days. Um, And then finding out that you played Magic was pretty awesome. So my first question is, what made you get into Magic?
1: Uh, You know, I don't remember what got me into it specifically because I was young. Like, Mm -hmm. I got into Magic in grade nine. And so you're looking at 1993, 1994. And it was something that I've always liked nerd type stuff. Like if you look at my childhood growing up, I loved He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. I loved the Thundercats. I loved, you know, the Hobbit. I loved Lord of the Rings. I loved Star Wars. I loved fantasy type stuff. My favorite video game series of all time, or Final Fantasy is one and then number 2 and this is in no particular order by the way dragon quest known as dragon warrior in the us or on the rest of the world it's dragon quest but i always was into that type of stuff and some kids that i was you know friends with at school they were into this game called magic the gathering and so every lunch or or you know spare period we would get together and we would play and back in the days it wasn't about collecting it was about playing because I don't think, I don't think anyone had any idea. I mean, I'm sure I shouldn't say not anyone. I'm sure there were card stores that knew, but like back in the day, you could buy a black Lotus for what? $30, $40. Now 30, 35, that thousands and thousands of dollars. Like people didn't have their stuff in sleeves. People didn't hoard away dual lands. You didn't trade based on value. You based on, you know, you trade based on what you needed for your deck. And so it was like just a very, very fun game to play. And oftentimes, I wish I could build a time machine so I could go back and protect the cards I should have protected and trade for the cards I should have traded for.
0: I hear you. The books right here, these black books right there, um, were when I first started playing. And now that I know the value, just like there's a book right here in the corner uh, by the Critical Role Group that was their first book. It's out of print now. I wish I would have taken care of it just a little bit more, but as... Kind of like you said, the it was about playing game, about sharing a story and telling a story. Um, but for folks out there that may not know, Bobby, you are as, as obviously you know, but folks out there don't know that you are pretty big in the fitness industry, at least in my opinion, you're pretty big being in the UFC, having your black belt, which by the way, who do you have your black belt under? I've always wanted to ask.
1: My black belt is under uh Carlson Gracie. Um, my instructor specifically. Are Carlos Santos and Sien Queros, who are two of you know the Carlson uh, Gracie legacies' uh best and most notable people.
0: Absolutely. Um, so I have my blue belt under Mark Kukrow, and he's you know uh Pedro Sour Association. So oh, I have nice. I, I'm really fortunate to have one like five minutes down the road. But getting into that, also having a huge influence within Jim Jones and whatnot. I remember. You know, I know that you also have now your own private gym and you coach a lot of different clients. If you don't mind going into detail a little bit, you're kind of the marriage between nerdum and fitness. Where do you see yourself in that kind of, uh, crux?
1: You know, it's actually funny you ask that because when you asked earlier, like what got me into magic specifically, it, it, it wasn't like something that, that, um, I don't have some huge story. I don't have some huge tale. Uh, it was just something that my friends were playing, you know, my my you know social group at school, like I said, and it was something I was inherently interested in. I've always liked nerdier type stuff, whether that's Dungeons and Dragons, magic, like I said, the role-playing video games, like why I like the role-playing video games more than the sports games, I don't know. But I just, I mean, I could articulate what I love about them, but sure. that's just what I'm drawn to. Now, a uh, little bit of background, and I'll answer this question in a long-winded way. Uh, I was bullied pretty heavily growing up um, until I was 15, 16 years old. It all culminated, you know, for me, when I got beat up by these four kids and they left me with a broken collarbone. And I didn't want that to happen anymore. Like, frankly, I was scared. So I joined the wrestling team. Uh, I thought maybe that was a way if I could learn to wrestle. I could defend myself. And I was terrible when I started, man. I lost 40 matches my first year. I didn't win one. Second year, I won one out of about 40 matches. And that really was like the greatest day of my life. Just being able to win a match. <clears throat> it was absolutely incredible. Here, we're going to have a guest on the podcast. What's going on, Jaxie? Hey, bud. You want to stay up? You got to go to bed and I'll come see you after. Okay, give me a hug. No I want to sleep in your bed. Okay, you go lay in dad's bed. Okay. Okay. okay i'll come see you soon okay gotta do the dad thing um dad's <clears throat> dad job is number one it's number one and it never stops yep. um and so i was bullied heavily kids broke my collarbone didn't know what to do joined Jeez. wrestling lost every match my first year the second year i won one out of 40 it was the greatest moment of my life and from there i got heavily into fitness uh i started working out a lot I started actually winning some stuff. I went on to be a very decorated wrestler, a very decorated kickboxer. I fought in the UFC. I won submission of the night in the UFC. And I did all this fighting and fitness type stuff. But people look at a person that I suppose looks like me or that is quote unquote obsessed with fitness and they don't realize, or maybe it's not even that they don't realize, they jump to the conclusion that my entire life is protein powder, chicken breasts, and you know, grunting in the corner and lifting weights.
0: Yeah, it's actually double cheeseburgers from your Instagram stories. It's, yeah. you know, I, I know.
1: But I have a whole other side of interests. Like I like music, I like the arts. Sure. Uh, I did an English degree in university, and most of my courses were Renaissance and Restoration Literature.
0: I was going to say, you're a very, you're a Renaissance man, a modern day Renaissance yes. man. I hate, I hate the notion that nerds cannot be. Pursuing physical fitness and health. I think that's a really bad idea. I think that's a really bad mentality and mindset. And I don't know what your opinions are on that, but I think that there needs to be a really big swift within the nerd community to pursue health. And if that leads you down a path of trying to be the healthiest, but more or, or, you know, or the most athletic, fine, but let's pursue health. I, I don't know what your thoughts are on that because I think this community we suffer from. A lack of health, and this this might this might make some people a little bit uncomfortable and, and bothered. But
1: no, and, and 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 here's the thing, and and I'll tie it into the 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 answer that I was talking about. The reality is, people are multifaceted. Yes. So yes, fitness is a big part of my life, but the nerd stuff is a huge part of my life too. And English was a big part of my life, and watching movies is a big part of my life, and music is a big part of my life. Just because you like Dungeons and Dragons doesn't mean that you can't also like working out. By the way, you can also like multiple genres of TV shows. If I was to ask you what your five favorite TV shows were, I don't know, maybe it's Game of Thrones, but maybe at the same time, you love 90 Day Fiance on TLC. Like there's, you can like different things, but when it comes to people defining themselves, I think we're all plagued. By the 10 words that will ruin your life. What will other people say? And what will other people think? And we're so concerned about what other people are thinking, other people are saying, what we ought to be, that we lose touch with ourselves and we kind of mold ourselves into this inauthentic person or this inauthentic being. And we give up a lot of things that we love. So now let's talk about the nerd and fitness thing. For some reason, it's become part of the culture that if you're a nerd, if you're a gamer, you also drink soda, you don't work out, you don't walk, you eat garbage food. I mean, shit, just go to your local LGS and look at what they serve for food on Friday Night Magic. It's pizza and and candy and and, and cakes and processed stuff. but, But there's almost this thing that's happened culturally where if you're a nerd, you're not allowed to be fit. And what's scary about it is I... I really think there's a lot of quote unquote, and I use the term nerd affectionately, affectionately. Absolutely. But I think there's a lot of nerd people out there, people like me in the community that are that are scared that if they get fit, they're going to somehow be ostracized from the group, that they're Mm -hmm. they're going to lose their nerd identity, that they're not going to be accepted as much. And I think that's a real barrier preventing them from getting fit.
0: I think that's a really good point because. I, I've been mulling this over. It's not a lack of discipline. If you if you can sit down and homebrew a D&D campaign, uh an yes. G deck, if you can paint minis for 30, 40 minutes, it's it's in my opinion, a combination of how they see themselves or maybe where to even start. A lot of folks may not know that. I don't know because there's also Google, right? You can Google 30-minute walk or 30-minute you know, workout programs. And I know also time allocation is a big thing. I remember listening to your podcast on episode 172 where a lot of people, I think it was around the 10-minute mark, a lot of you, you and, and Joey talked about how folks don't allocate time properly. And I really think that's true. As a nerd, you have to allocate your time properly. If you want to pursue something, like go to your LGS for Commander League, you do that, but you can, and i not, not you, but I think people can also kind of dedicate time to a workout here and there. But one question that I would ask you is like, how do you, how would you recommend someone start who has no idea where to even start in the fit, you know, to, to work out, to eat healthy and things like that. They're, you know, kind of, they're taking the baby steps. What would there's be bigger, your suggestion?
1: Yeah, there's a bigger issue to address here first. Okay. Okay. Brought up a lot of excuses. Time, Mm. time management, sure, knowledge, none of that's valid to me. Okay. How so? Because I think every person inherently knows how to eat healthy. Like if I was to take your average nerd, sure, who knew nothing about fitness, and I was to sit them down and say, What do you think's better? This chicken breast or this bag of Doritos? A hundred out of a hundred would say the chicken breast. Yeah, true. If I was to say, What's healthier? This bowl of arugula or this like Twinkie, they would say the bowl of arugula. They they might not say it tastes better and that's fine. That's an opinion thing, but they would say it's healthier. Everyone inherently knows that soda and chips and processed food is bad. And they know what the good foods are. Mm -hmm. Now, are there some gray areas like natural peanut butter? Uh, Yeah. Like, you know, some people might think it has a little too many calories. Some people think it's a good source of protein. Some people don't. Like there's some gray area stuff, but for the most part, would you agree that every reasonable human being knows inherently what's healthy and what's not healthy?
0: Absolutely. I would, okay. I would
1: agree with that. Okay. Number two, every single person that I've ever met has been through some type of physical education program at school. True. Maybe it's just pushups. Maybe it's just sit-ups. Maybe it's just walking, but here's the beauty of trying to be healthy. If you're in a performance sport like you were powerlifting, okay. Now there's some specific programming. Now there's some specific training. Now there's some specific. So, so your your know how excuse that flies with me in the powerlifting world. But if your goal is just to look and feel a little bit better, all you got to do is move. You can do Zumba. You can do pool noodles. You could run. You could do some push-ups. I think everyone inherently knows how to be active rather than playing Magic the Gathering, maybe you're going out and LARPing. And if you have like a LARP campaign, you're going to burn a lot of calories. And so I think people inherently know how to move. Mm. So it's not a knowledge thing. What it comes down to, and you're right, it's not a laziness or a discipline thing either. Because if you have the discipline to paint 500 Warhammer figures, I I mean, you ain't lazy. What it comes down to is value. How much do you value that? And I promise you, you want to make the nerd community more fit? If you maintained as a male 15% body fat, Watsy would send you a collector's box of cards every new release. Every nerd on this planet would be fit. They would figure it out. Not because they value fitness, because they value what it gets them you understand what i mean
0: yeah no absolutely it's when when humans put a value to something it maybe it, maybe the right word is it motivates them towards that goal
1: yep and, and so that's what it is like it's like it, it's just it's a value thing if you hit this fitness metrics you will get a serialized magic card everyone would hit the fitness metric so it's not a knowledge thing it's a value thing so the way you get somebody fit is we need to figure out a way to convince the nerd community that being fit will help them be better at the game, will help them enjoy the game more, will help them be more resilient to stress, will help them do cosplay better. Like, those are the things that will motivate people to get fit.
0: Okay. So, as an example, let's say that I was... I was a competitive magic player and I came to you and said, coach, you know, I, you know, my job is to compete and to stream and to do these things. And this is where I'm at. What would be the, you know, what would be the plan for someone like that, who kind of fits those parameters? Maybe again, their circadian rhythm's probably off because they stream at night, things like that. But what would be a a sample plan in your opinion?
1: So I like to break it down to the most simple terms. And the reason I brought up powerlifting is because you're an accomplished powerlifter. But when you're training for a sport, it can get complicated. But when you're training for life, it's actually pretty simple. So there's three rules that I want people to follow. One, sleep eight hours a night in a completely blacked out environment. It's non-negotiable. See this thing here? Yeah. It's a useful tool. I can I can use my my Ludex app to scan cards. I can go on TCG to order cards. I can I can go on whatnot to to order cards or watch streams. I can watch Twitch, like everything that's like nerdy, I can do on this thing, right? Sure. Now if I don't charge my phone tonight and I wake up and it's at 10% or 20%, how useful is that phone all day? It's not Not useful at all. Like I'm going to run out of batteries and I'm going to crash. Well, this is you. You're the cell phone. The charger is your bed. So if you get eight hours sleep a night, you'll have more horsepower in the day. You'll think better. You're a more useful tool. So the eight hours of sleep in a non-blacked environment. And if you're really a nerd, I can get you all kinds of studies that will tell you this. I'm not just making this stuff up. Eight hours of sleep is the most important thing you can do. Number two, I want you to eat a 90-10 diet. 90% of your diet should come from clean, unprocessed food. Basically meats, nuts, seeds, and berries. The other 10%, you're allowed to have a little bit of fun. Go have your ice cream, go have your pizza, go have your chicken, chicken fried chicken, go over whatever you want. clean, 10% fun. A lot of people ask me, what does that mean? It means whatever the hell you want it to. Sure. Oh, so you can go by calories. If you eat 2000 calories a day, 800, 1800 are clean. 200 can be from candy or soda or whatever. Sure. If you want to go by meals, nine meals are healthy. One meal is a cheat meal. You want to go by days, nine perfectly healthy days, one cheat day. Like it doesn't really matter. Just follow the 90, 10 rule. Okay. The third, just move. I don't even give a shit about training. Training is for athletes. You're just a normal person. Yeah. I want you to move just for 30 minutes a day. You can walk, you can do some squats, you do some push-ups. you can take a class. You can, you can, you can play. Uh, have you ever played the survival game? I it's, have not have like a group of you have a group of carnivores, herbivores, and omnivores. Oh, like you cool. chase each other around, so like the carnivores can like if you get the carnivore tag that day, you're eating good, right? Yeah, you get a lot sure. of exercise because you got to chase these people and catch them to eat them.
0: Oh, that's and cool. if you're
1: an herbivore, it sucks, but all you're doing is running. You could play that game. We used to play it as as kids at the conservation area. You're sprinting play-
0: at that point if you're the yeah.
1: herbivore man. You can play capture the flag. You you could play. You could do some type of larping. Like if you're willing to put armor on and go have a sword fight in the field, man, you're going to burn a lot of calories. Like it Hell doesn't man. matter. You just you can go to the trampoline park. Have you chased your kids at a trampoline park ever? It's intense. No,
0: my my 19 month old, she's learning how to run now, and what what I typically do is just chase her around the house, which is you know, yeah. it's pretty good.
1: But um, oh. <sighs> I mean, but but you wait. When you go to a trampoline park, you'll be like, Bobby wasn't lying. This is the hardest workout of all time. So it doesn't even need to be complicated. You know what else you could do? You could walk while you listen to your favorite podcast. It's true. Like, and if you, you did that, I'll, I'll give you a real case example because this is people are gonna say, well, it can't be that simple. There was a woman I trained. <clears throat> she was overweight. I had her do three things sleep eight hours a night, eat a 90-10 diet. And then the rule was whenever she did a meeting, whenever she was on the phone, she had to be on a treadmill, just walking. Cool. And only during work hours. Whenever she took a work meeting over the phone, she had to get on the treadmill and walk. She lost 80 pounds in six months. Literally that simple. That would change your life. Yeah, absolutely. Here's the beauty of that. At that point, now you're more confident. You love yourself more. You're invested more. You're willing to now look up some different workouts. You're now willing to try something different. Like, but it was all built on a very simple base.
0: Yeah. It's you remind me of what Coach Louis Simmons said one time, where it's the bigger the base, you know, the bigger the foundation, the the taller the pyramid, right? And. I think one thing to reiterate to folks listening is that this isn't meant to badger. This isn't meant to pick on you, you know, give you the knife hand and and pick on you. It's no, it's you. you humans have this awesome thing that's called you can achieve greatness if you put a lot of, in my opinion, blood, sweat and tears. Now, mind you, that opinion is based on like being the son of immigrants. I saw my parents do a lot of cool things when they came to this country. Um, But aside from that, it's, it's very, it's, it's very simple. The way you stated it, three things, three things a person can pursue and build your base so that you can, in, in my head, you can then play more games. If you're healthy and you don't feel tired and you feel rested and energized, you can play more. You can spend time with your gaming group even more. You can go to the conventions and not feel like, you know, as you know, you everyone gets sick after a convention. Like everyone just gets something. So you could yep. probably go to a convention and not feel
1: like shit. You could enjoy it more. You could walk around all the booths. You could be more present during a game. Yeah. But here's a good example of Magic the Gathering. I, uh, And it actually influenced how I train people. I had a friend that said like, hey, you play Magic all the time. I want to learn how. I want to see what it's all about. And I started going down the road of, wow, you've got five colors, and it's based on finite math, and you've got mana values, and you got to pay attention to your mana curve. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, what? You lost me. He's not going to play the game. Sure. Too complicated. So I backed it up a second. I'm like, do me a favor. Go download a copy of the Magic video game where you can just kind of play, and it gives you prompts, and it gives you, like, it walks you through. And go buy yourself a pre con deck. I think pre con decks are one of the best things ever created. Absolutely. You don't have to worry about that. You can just kind of learn to play. But the video game where uh, uh, the Magic the Gathering video game, we had one on Xbox. It's actually how I taught my kid to play Magic. Nice. And we had one, we had an app based version of it too. Oh, sweet. It would tell you the best card to play. It would tell you that you couldn't cast something because you didn't have enough mana. It would give you hints. What That's a great awesome. way to learn how to play the game. For sure. Right? Now, now to take it to the Dungeons and Dragons world, you know what prevents most people from playing Dungeons and Dragons? What? I don't know how to build a full campaign. I Like, I need books now. I need to do research. Someone's not yeah. gonna do it. Like, let's make it simple. Which there was like, now. You know what I mean? If you could make it simple, more people will play. So that's why I try to simplify stuff with exercise. Because if you make it complicated, you just add a bunch more barriers.
0: So if Magic has Arena, right? And Dungeons and Dragons has DD Beyond, two things, two technologies that help people play the game more efficiently, but it removes the barrier of the intellectual barrier. Yep. In your opinion, what's the fitness version of that? What is the piece of technology that people can download right now? to kind of help them and keep track of those things that you were mentioning?
1: Well, I I actually have one and I'm not necessarily trying to plug it, but I'm going to plug it. No, you should. So, uh, my app's called ladder and there's various teams on it. There's various coaches. My team is team Maximus. Obviously I'm Bobby Maximus. So team Maximus makes sense. And uh, check this out. Just loading it up. Yeah, there you go. Slick, you log in says your name click on your workout boom and
0: for the folks that are just listening it has a um once you log into the to the app it actually has the ability where you can click on the day and it provides you your workout of the day
1: here's what you get you get one of the best coaches in the world me you get another one of the best coaches in the world Joe Sabula and by the way we're two nerds um I'm the magic the gathering guy Joe Sabula is heavy into Dungeons and Dragons. He hosts the Dungeons and Dragons thing every Friday night. Um, He's into the games. Like we talked about journeys to middle earth. We talked about Arkham Asylum. He plays all those games. Um, He loves Skyrim. He's a huge Witcher fan. So you get exercise knowledge. We walk you through every workout. We give you advice. We talk you through it. There's form tutorials. Like it's just you you basically click the thing and do what we say and follow along and there's video for you. Like and, it's really that simple.
0: And I have to testify because I um, signed up for the trial and I was actually able to, I remember sending a message to kind of see if this was gonna, if I was gonna get a live response. And I said, yeah, how do I incorporate this with jujitsu? And Joe uh, responded, hey, do jujitsu in the morning and then do this at night, you know, kind of mix it up and do, and and cause you know, I have my morning classes and i try to put a lot of effort into that because i I love jujitsu there it's as you know it is the if you're a nerd and you like to challenge yourself jujitsu is probably one of the things to challenge yourself with like it's like i describe it as playing chess with someone who's five steps ahead of you all the time Mm -hmm. i don't know how you would describe jujitsu but that's also one thing that motivates me like as a nerd i wanted to be goku as a kid I yep. wanted to, uh, and I feel like jujitsu is probably the closest thing to becoming like a super saiyan, if I could.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean that's fair. We we talked about this a little bit uh, offline. Mm-hmm. One thing I don't understand why nerds don't like fitness is, and let's bring it to your world, Saint Cuthbert of the cudgel. What do you think he looks like? Do you it's think he has narrow shoulders and a gut? Yeah. He's got. I mean he got giant shoulders, he got giant forearms, he's got a 12-pack, got a six-pack and yeah. he wields a giant hammer and the dude is probably proficient in every fighting style and martial art in the history of the human race. We'll look at the mountain dwarves like in any
0: fantasy mountain dwarf like artwork they have because they're miners, they're digging through yeah. Earth. They have huge shoulders, wide backs, lats that you can like it's what Ronnie Coleman would, you know, when he would say like, let those, let those wings fly. Like they were huge. Now, mind you, he, he,
1: yeah. Huh? I'm sorry. They can all fight. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so why wouldn't you inherently be interested in this stuff? Like I want to look like my heroes.
0: Yeah. I, I, what I mean? Absolutely. And I think that's, excuse me. I think that that's one thing that we in this community can like Arnold said at one time, print pictures out of people you want to look like well yeah. for us print out that picture of Thor and Oakenshield print out the picture of of
1: Goku like why you know Kratos, Conan the Barbarian dude like I you can go on and on but it's 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 but 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 back to the back to the thing that we were talking about mm-hmm. um with the fitness app uh we also by the way we make it only 30 minutes a day You're not doing my four-hour workout. You're not doing a six-hour workout. I I know people can't do that. It's completely 100% accessible. And don't tell me you don't have 30 minutes a day because you have, and I checked out, it was totally depressing. I checked out my call log time for Breath of the Wild. I'm at 597 hours. I respect it though. It's good. Put on a lot of time, but don't tell me you don't have time to work out. Yeah. just, Just as an example, when did that game come out?
0: Uh two years ago because uh because oh, I no, no, no,
1: it's older than that. I think it's been like four or five years.
0: Breath of it I I'm mm, I don't know. Let me take I can take a quick look. But anyway. I'm
1: gonna look it up because this is okay. important. Because I'm gonna give a real example. Breath of the Wild release date. March third, twenty
0: seventeen. Damn, never mind. I was off so, off.
1: So, so, so six years. Okay. Right. So I've put in 527 hours. i got a calculator here for the people that are just listening at home. 520, sorry, 597 is what I put in. 597. Yeah. Divided by two, because we're going 30-minute workouts. Sorry, times two, I mean, because we're doing 30-minute workouts. Yeah. That means I could have worked out 1,194 times. In the time that I've been playing this game, True. right? True. So, so divided by 365, that's 3.27 years. And that's working out every day. If I just did it every second day, there's my six years of working out. Yeah. So my point is with that, like, don't tell me you don't have time. You can find 30 minutes a day or 30 minutes every second day.
0: Yeah, it's I think you nailed it though, it's a allocation of value. Maybe it's not a time allocation, it's more of a of an allocation of value. What are we putting our value towards? And if and and like you said, if you were to get paid in magic product, D D product, freaking hell, let's you know what? Let's let's put the high-end shit, right? Yep. Games Workshop comes to you and says, I'm gonna give you. Core, you know, besides core rule books, I'm going to give you a core set of every fucking faction. But you have to work out every day, log it, you know, show accountability. They,
1: it. they would do it because it would be worth it to them. Yep. Absolutely. That's the reality. I mean, you could even include it in your game. I'm not saying to do this because you might lose some friends, but if you roll less than a 10, you're doing burpees. Ooh. Or you get a D20 and
0: say, hey, I'm going to do X amount of burpees, roll a 20. And if you get like a natural one, then you maybe, I don't know, have like some sort of like, Oh, yeah, I mean,
1: you could, you could, you could play like, you don't have to do formal workouts. Yeah. You, you could somehow you could. have it like, Hey man, you guys realize that like fighting a Cape troll is hard. Here's yeah. the deal. You roll a zero through 10. You're going to feel like you fought a damn Cape troll, but you could, you could play with it. My point is it doesn't even have to be some structured thing. Now this is structured, but it's 30 minutes a day and it's completely accessible to you.
0: Yeah, no apps. and, and, and,
1: Why not try? And and by the way, I'm going to put this out there too. It's going to suck at the start. You're going to be sore. It's going to be hard. There might be some feelings of embarrassment, but that's no different than when I started magic. True. You got to learn the colors. You got to learn the combos. You don't know how to deal with certain cards. You got a copy of the rule book. Like when I first bought journeys to middle earth, there was a lot of setup time. Yeah, for sure. But then once you have it, you got it and it's fun
0: no one becomes a savant right no no one's a no one's over here like matt mercer or your cassius marshes or your um joe manganello's these these folks who are great at what they do in the community no one starts out like that everyone starts out just a normal regular person and everyone's still normal regular person but we have a starting point at the end of the day
1: yeah and and by the way, like for people that are in fitness or maybe because you, you have a couple of different types of listeners, right? Yeah, like absolutely. People that are into fitness that are trying to get in the nerd world. Yeah, there's going to be a learning curve when you get into dun- Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, They're there's absolutely- going to be a learning curve when you when you get into to magic. Like it's just don't make working out scary. It's just another task. It's just another mission that you have to undertake. That's it.
0: I think of it like this. It's another quest, except this quest is going to help you level up.
1: That's it. Yeah, And you will level up in all kinds of areas of your life. So like, just get it done. And like I said, if you embrace the fact that it's going to be hard and a little bit scary, you'll be fine.
0: That's very, that's that's absolutely true. I know I want to be cognizant of time. So I want to ask you one uh, one more question. And this is more about um, kind of a little bit more uh, philosophical. Yeah. What is one thing besides fitness um, in the nerd community that you wish people, if you could kind of plant the seed, whether it's the seed of encouragement or self-love or any of those things, what is one of the things that you wish the nerd community could have that, you know, that you could plant that seed in them?
1: No, I would say open-mindedness and inclusion. Okay. Because it's funny, right? Like, Like the nerd community can be really inclusive in some ways but really exclusive in other ways. Yeah. I've been on the other side of that where I haven't been welcome in the nerd community because of how I look because of, you know, that I work out because I'm into fitness, but like, Hey guys, I'm just like you. I look like this, but I'm not any different on the inside. And one of the things that I feel the nerd community uh, is really negative in it is gatekeeping.
0: Yeah
1: want to protect their thing they want to protect their secret they want to like I wish people were more inclusive and embraced it more
0: and honestly I don't know why because for the like people I mean at least for me and you've probably can reiterate this story I was you know on the rugby team and the guys on the rugby team were like oh you play d d that's weird and I was like well great like but then the people that I played d d with back in the day they were like oh you're on the rugby team it's weird. are yeah, like I got it from both sides. I'm like,
1: shit, I can't win either way. That, so, so I, I wish people were more inclusive. Um, Because by the way, here's the thing. The bigger the nerd community gets, then we get more movies like Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. Then we get, you know what I love about Magic right now? That they're doing a Lord of the Rings set. How awesome is that? How awesome is it that we have a Doctor Who set coming out? Oh my God.
0: I, like, I can't I can't wait for the Lord of the Rings set. I am yeah, so excited but, for it because it's it's my childhood.
1: This stuff happens because it got popular. Yep. Without the Lord of the Rings movie, this doesn't happen. So for a guy like me that grew up on the books, how awesome is it? So the more inclusive you are, the more you spread the word, the more big companies get behind it, yep. the more licensing there is, the more like it just makes your thing that much better. Because if you gatekeep and you keep it small, it will always be small, and you'll lose out on fun opportunities. I wish well, everyone on the planet had a Magic the Gathering deck.
0: Yeah, I, it it. I mean, you can. I've talked about the most intricate things about life, not only playing Magic the Gathering but playing D d And had some great experiences from people of all political, religious, moral beliefs. And we've come together and we're able to talk about it.
1: Even just on a friendship level. So I I am currently uh, and I think I'll use this podcast to talk about it. I've been going through something deeply personal. Um, a lot of people don't realize that me, but I'm I'm battling a crippling addiction. Um, Tears of the Kingdom has taken over my life. It's over for me. I can't stop playing. But I'm playing on the plane last night.
0: But you admitted it as the first step, bro.
1: Going after shrines. I actually got the Master Sword last night. I had to pull out of the Light Dragon's head. It was like awesome. I don't spoilers away, but I'm playing the game. How cool would it be if more people played? How awesome would it be if the person sitting next to me, I could be like, hey, I'm in West Nekluta. I'm looking for like this shrine. Can you help me out? And they knew what I was talking about versus having to go on IGN or Polygon and find... Like a cheap book, like how, how fun would that be if you could ask people and you had friends and they knew and they now listen, I don't think it's realistic that everyone plays Legend of Zelda, but my point is how fun would it be if more people knew about it? It would be awesome. You'd make so many more friends. Do you know what I mean? So how
0: Pokemon go was in 2016, everyone helped each other. That was a glimpse of what the world can be if they were inclusive, no matter what the hell, whatever. I that want to
1: embrace cool. it. The yeah. other thing is like, think if you had guys like me coming to your Dungeons and Dragons like how much more fun that could be. Like if like people were like cool with cosplaying and like dressing up and like you could do some really cool stuff.
0: Hell yeah. Well, you're I'll put it out there. You're always welcome at my table, my friend. I
1: appreciate it. I appreciate it and I want to say this about judgmentalness too, because me and my wife gets, get into this. Mm-hmm. She is not a nerd at all. Sure. Yeah, I understand. She doesn't get it. Fitness stuff, I mean, she's a world champion powerlifter. We we get along with that. She doesn't get the nerd stuff. But it's funny, because she'll take, like, shots at me sometimes. And, like, it's in jest. She's like, you're a grown man playing Legend of Zelda, and I'm like, you're a grown woman watching 90 Day Fiance. Like, That's whatever your, too, yeah, whatever your thing is, there's no reason to, like, it, it's no different. So, yeah. like, like, and it's funny because I'm obsessed if I work out an hour a day, you're not obsessed when you watch Netflix five hours a day. What? Like, no, no, it's cool. Netflix is your thing. But like, we're not going to go down the road of like making fun of movies or making it like, that's why genres. I thought they did a tremendous job on the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh, I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. My wife would not watch that. She would watch some other movie, but I don't like that movie. It doesn't mean it sucks. It doesn't mean it's bad. It's just different.
0: It's your interest. And it's one I heard it one time say, why would you spend I, I heard I, I don't know if it was a meme or not, but it was why would you spend hours working out when you could have learned a language? Well, maybe it's because they didn't want to learn a language that their interest was building their body up like their freaking barbarian character in I D.
1: I gotta tell a funny story. I had a friend who loved Harry Potter everything harry potter like i'm talking harry potter mega fan
0: uh-huh
1: and the topic of the twilight movie series came up uh-huh. she said she hated it why they hate it she goes because it's completely non-realistic and i'm like yeah but wizards and talking owls And like people coming back from dead is realistic. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, what do you have a problem with, with, with Twilight? She's like, well, there's no such thing as werewolves and vampires. And I'm like, there's there's a fucking werewolf in Harry Potter. Like, what are we, what what are we doing here? But that, it it was like a perfect example of like, people are so judgmental of the other thing or the other person or the other, give it a chance.
0: I also want to say that in the world, in the wizarding world, where you can freaking resurrect people, you're used owls, one of the slowest creatures on the
1: planet to communicate important confidential information. Oh, like, really? Like, here's where we're at. But that's my point. Like, just, and so, so the inclusion would be big to me. And there's also a movement in the nerd community, not a movement, I shouldn't say, like a really bad habit. If a girl's attractive or pretty, she gets called all kinds of shit. And it's not okay. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's, there's people that won't use people's proper pronouns because they're just dickheads. Like there's, there's people who make fun of people who are genuinely into the thing. And it's like, guys, just stop. And you know what the worst part about it is for me? Well, All us spirits were stuffed in a locker at some point. We know what it's like to yeah. be hurt. We know, like, I remember the pain of being bullied and not accepted. I don't want to do that to anybody else for any reason.
0: Well, it's also one of the things. It's kind of like in Naruto Shippuden where it's the cycle of hatred. Yeah, never stops, and like someone has to stop the cycle of hatred, no matter what your views are you have to kind of put your foot down and say, okay, wait a minute. If this person, especially having a daughter, like I would never even consider calling someone that, you know, especially a girl who's streaming or a guy or whoever, I don't care.
1: who By the way, is trying to make your world a better place.
0: Literally trying to entertain you.
1: You've been to entertain you. You've been beat up, you've been stuffed in lockers. And I'm talking from my own experience. People ripped my magic, the gathering cards in half. They made fun of me. By the way, they wouldn't do that shit anymore. But there was a time when that was happening to me, right? And like, now someone wants to make content that's entertaining to me. So I'm going to go call them names. Like, it's just, A, it's wrong. But B, it's stupid. Like, I want people to make content that I like.
0: It's one of the things that I love about gym culture, like a good gym encourages you. Like I remember training at a great gym, um, where actually Norse fitness was an amazing gym that I used to train at and everyone would hype you the fuck up. Yeah. You're getting, uh, you're getting a PR of any sort. Everyone huddled around you and they are freaking encouraging you. And it's like i wish we can transplant a little bit of that in the nerd community where it's like hey there's a streamer with one view fuck this we're gonna you know we're gonna raid and we're gonna like imp- whatever type this person up and not call them honestly god-awful names that that, that, that should not it's happen
1: it's terrible you know what i mean so yeah. it's just i want people to be nicer that's it
0: yeah i i and you know it's and just like what you were stating earlier, three simple rules, really pillars for fitness. This is really the simple pillar and foundation for just being a good human being. Don't be a dick. Like yeah, it's simple. You know, if and and honestly encourage each other. I always say, and especially as you'll probably hear towards the end of the podcast, I always say this to be kind and compassionate. Um, it, it is if we had more compassion. Because you don't have to empathize and you don't have to sympathize with compassion. You can just be compassionate and love that person where they're at, no matter who they are, and be yeah. that paladin.
1: Shield them. Like, but like when you see some of these girls that dress up like the cosplay thing, yeah. There are some incredible costumes out there.
0: You know like, how fucking artistic you have to be. Oh, I know,
1: are so talented, right? So, like, why do you have to call somebody a name? Why not just say like Oh my God, that's the best katana costume I've ever seen. Or that's uh, I love this show called The Seven Deadly Sins. It's a, it's an anime show. Hell um, yeah, Hunter, Hunter. Like, why not just say like Oh my God, look at that Kilo costume. That is amazing. Like, can't you just give somebody a compliment?
0: My 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 goal is to become the Lion Sin of Pride. I like it. But that that is my eventual goal. But I again, I know that we're I want to be cognizant of time, so. Bobby, Lord Voldemort, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it, man. This is a huge honor I for have me.
1: A question for you, though. I appreciate that, but I, I got to get this out. Go for it. Are you calling me – are you comparing me to Lord Voldemort and calling me Voldemort because I have big muscles? Or is it more because I'm bald and ugly like Voldemort is?
0: No, nah, it's because you're swolly woolly, bro.
1: I, I was going to say choose your answer carefully.
0: No, but- no, no. It's because you're swolly woolly, man. You got those traps that Vo- Voldemort himself would be like, damn. I can't do more
1: year old. We were watching Harry Potter. He's like, dad, you know, you kind of look like Voldemort. I'm like, dude, I will kill you. Damn.
0: <laughs> He's Damn, hurting. dude. That was tough. That was, is that my future that my kids are going to say shit like that to me? So that- I'm
1: like, I have a lot of fun and I love shit talking. Absolutely. Like, you know what, you know what my favorite part on seven deadly sins is, uh-huh. is like Meliodas and, and, and Bond just like ripping each other the whole time. It's like really funny. So but that's, that's a beautiful we, friendship, though. Yes, that's how me and my kids are with each other. That's awesome. So if you, if you foster this, then yes,
0: I'm definitely my. I have, you know, I'm definitely going to foster that with my daughter, and my son's on the way, so September 12th. So I have two now to foster shit talking and whatnot, too. But again, man, I really appreciate it. And folks, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you did enjoy this podcast. Be sure to leave a review and let us know what you liked about it. Um, go ahead and follow and share this with your friends. But otherwise, be kind and compassionate to one another, folks. It's some crazy times that we're living in. But a little compassion goes a long way. Anyway, folks, y'all have a great day. And as always, keep gaming.